I ain't gonna lie, gang. Our generation so fucked up. We losing too many people. Everybody dying. Everybody on fucking drugs. It's men and women on the internet arguing right now, talking about bad relationship advice. Smoking and drinking is the new fun. Nowadays, people don't want to work. They'd rather be fucking lazy and have everything handed to them. And the people who do have jobs are being called broke by the people who don't have jobs. The rainbow flag mafia is getting more notarized than ever before. Being a slut in the hole is the new norm. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're not a sex worker, I guess you lame now. People are more weird than ever before. If you don't do half the shit people do nowadays, you can sit and lame. You can't speak or stand up for yourself anymore. You can't have an opinion on things anymore. People are way sensitive than ever. And then on top of that, people rather socialize on the internet than rather socialize in person. What has this world come to? If you take this from me, you will be a better person. If you decide today that you're gonna live every day like it's your last for real, which means have a conversation with yourself every night that, okay, that was it. May not be no more after that. And really count yourself every day like this could have been it, all right? Before I go to bed, this could be it. All right, how's that looking? If you can do that, it'll change your life. You'll really start making decisions and living your life like this all you got, just this one day. But you could be a winner. You could be a winner on this day.
We want the creme de la creme, the chat de la chat. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? All right, man, fuck it. Let's get it. <coughs> no, let's get it. Jersey, Judah, AO, uh, 11.38, pretty much on time, on schedule, uh, with this episode, okay, I had something planned last night, but then I figured, wait, a three-hour fucking episode might be enough, so now it is Monday, the beginning of another week, the second full week of January, second full week of 2024 and I'm back all right another episode another edition of the crimson capsule chapel so like I said Mondays are never a fun day. Mondays are never fun days here at the Crimson Capsule Chapel. And for most people who work Monday through Friday. Now, I literally work Monday through Friday. There is no days off besides Saturday and Sunday, which Saturday and Sunday is good enough for me. Um, The weekend was chill. Didn't do too much. Didn't do too little. Did just enough. Um, I was fucking around with uh, Call of Duty, and I have to continue. I have to continuously. I almost have to apologize to Modern Warfare Three, the creators of Modern Warfare Three. <laughs> the only thing that I don't like about the fucking game is um, the fucking like. The story is ass. Like, that's just number one. Like, the story for um, the campaign of Modern Warfare 3 is almost embarrassing. And I I think about the fucking Modern Warfare 3 story, and I compare it to the Modern Warfare 3, the original Modern Warfare 3, night and day. Matter of fact, outside of the core gameplay... Modern Warfare 3 on the original uh, Xbox 360, the original version, was better in a lot of ways. But one of the funnest things about this Call of Duty has got to be the zombies. Rather than for people who played Nazi zombies, you know about being in one confined area. And don't worry, I'm going to get started with the episode soon. I just have to get this out of the way. You're in one confined area, like the original uh, World of War zombies. You're in a house, an abandoned like house, I believe in Germany. All right. You have zombies coming in through the windows. You got to repair the windows. You got to keep the zombies out. And if the zombies come in, you got to deal with them. This um, zombies is a open world zombies. All right. So this zombies that they have is now a open world. You can move around an entire map. So imagine like Warzone. It's the Warzone map pretty much with zombies. And 
the higher up you get, you go into certain areas and the threat gets higher, but the award for killing zombies in that area helps you out a lot. Um, there's like a, it's the same system as Warzone where you just loot, you loot weapons, you loot boxes. Sometimes you get lucky, you find a pack a punch here, a speed cola there, a juggernaut there. And the best part about it is there could be 24 people playing this shit at once. So now you got you and your team, your team assembles down to kill zombies and you come across another team who ends up being mercenaries and you have to kill the mercenaries. So not only are you killing zombies, but you're also killing other people with guns. Outstanding idea. Shout out, yo, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 just off of zombies. I like where they're going. If they, and this is just what I've said before about Call of Duty. Like, for example, whoever made the zombies Allow them to use the Call of Duty uh, name and create a campaign and a story based on the zombie invasion, based on the Nazi zombie storyline. Then you you can kind of like you can put more detail into the game. I think that outplays campaign. It outplays multiplayer. It outplays Warzone. So I'm actually like, and I got lucky. I bought. I bought Call of Duty uh, when it was on sale during the holiday for like 42, I think 42 to 45 dollars. And I only now look at it as a mediocre game because of one aspect of the game being good, the other aspect being what it is, and which in my opinion is multiplayer. And then the zombies is kind of like, okay, I like where this is going. So salute man that's it's a good game now i would i would suggest y'all buy this shit if it's under like 45 dollars because you're going to have sales coming up throughout the year with video games if the shit is like outside of fucking you know 50 dollars if they charging you 60 70 fucking dollars for a game all right um don't buy it <laughs> i mean i don't care how good it is you know, Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming out. All the conservatives, so-called conservatives, whatever they want to call themselves, um, counterfeit conservative people are upset. Like, oh, man, this game is, is bad for the environment. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Because, nigga, I, I, I like Grand Theft Auto. I like shooting games. I've loved shooting games in Grand Theft Auto since I was like fucking 13 like nigga never wanted to pick up a gun playing call of duty nigga never wanted to go on a killing spree playing gta you know what i'm saying so people really gotta chill out with that shit especially these cookie cutter conservatives getting sick of their shit you got these calendar they had something with the calendar they got a conservative calendar for women uh for conservative men and it's a bunch of like you know preppy conservative broads dressed like whores so it's like yeah that's that's women Oh, no, that's something that liberals do. No, that's women. Okay? Yeah, they're going to sexualize themselves for monetary gain. In a way, that's their shortcut with long-term consequences. Are you following me? But, dude, I'm going to tell y'all like this, man. It's Monday. It's the beginning of another fucking week. I really don't feel like going to work today, but I still got to go to work. 
tonight will be like the only one of the only free nights. And when I say free, I mean like a night where I can record and there's less. I have like more than like an hour and 30 minutes to record. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday will most likely be hour to hour and 30 minute, hour and 15, where I'm aiming for in terms of the episodes. But I'm going to let y'all know right now, I'm not doing music introductions at night. Um, Not this week, but well, this coming week, not today, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm not going to do intros for the night shows. I'm just going to jump right in because uh, it's going to be a busy work week. But with that being said, I'm not at work yet, which is why I'm in my car recording. In about an hour and, what, 30 minutes, I'll be at work. Uh, so let's jump into the foolishness, the fuckery. We got some things to go over. First of all, you have Louis Farrakhan destroying the Democrats and supporting Donald Trump. Does this surprise me? No, it doesn't surprise me. Does it surprise me that Louis Farrakhan supports Donald Trump? No, it doesn't surprise me. Some people will go, well, how can you say that? Because it's like this, right? When you have a older, when you have the older generation who kind of know more and experience more, than the younger generation and the younger generation is only going to react off of instinct and off of emotion. You're not going to really have uh, too much of a balance. You need the elders to tell some of these youngsters that, yeah, you know, all this shit you're complaining about. uh, We went through a lot worse and we did a lot better. We don't hear a lot of those elders, so we don't really see the result. Or even if you would hear it, we would hear about it enough. I know black people today, a lot of the black conservative blacks, uh, free thinking blacks. um, Y'all tired of hearing about slavery. You tired of hearing about the boogeyman, uh, uh, Ku Klux Klan, the white supremacists, the skinhead. The white invisible boogeyman that a lot of black Americans believe exists. When the people that are giving you the information that you're going by, the people that's giving you the information that you're running with are the people that are actually the ones enslaving you. They're enslaving you on a mental and psychological level. On a mental level, they can remind you about slavery. They can remind you about racism. So you carry on that hatred without learning to learn it, without learning to learn it, learn from it and push forward. Are you following me? You let these fucking idiotic, robotic Negroes sit around and tell you that the white man's the devil. They go into the job. They get the check from the white man. Are you following? I've never heard a Negro talk like this and have his own shit. You know why? Because they're afraid of blacks like myself, free thinking blacks. They're afraid of black people who don't need to remind people that I'm black 24 seven. And I don't need uh, these people to feed me a narrative in which I have to go by obey and pretend that it's right and pretend that they're out here for my best interest. I'm not going to sit back and pretend that these Democrats and liberals are out here for my best interest. I'm not going to sit back 
and allow Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, fucking Jimmy Carter. He did. And all these other um, rusty, disgusting and busted politicians tell me what is right and what is wrong. It really don't matter the left and right situation. Right. But it's it's right versus wrong. It's good versus evil. Are you following me? So Louis Farrakhan is going to drop. I don't know. He's going to I don't know what the fuck this nigga's talking about. I'm just going off of the title. It's a nine minute video. We got uh, Kevin Hart clapping back. We're going to save that for last because that's probably the corniest shit ever. Like Kevin Hart is really not that funny. And I know it's difficult for people to understand. You say, hey, I listened to his stand up before he got famous. Yeah, that's when most people are at their prime like right before they reach success because they still have a part of them. When they decide to wear dresses and play feminine roles as a black man, emasculate themselves and emasculate our black culture, um, these Negroes sit, set us back a good 250 years. Are you following me? A good 250 years. So also keep that in mind. And speaking of sellouts, uh, soul selling, um, you know, dealing with the dark side. We got <laughs> Poetic Flacco sold his soul to be the new academics. Now, I don't know. Shout out to the Ninoverse. Shout out to the Ninoverse. And shout out to LFR family. LFR family is responsible for the Louis Farrakhan video. And the Ninoverse is responsible for the Poetic Flacco video. All right. Then we got the... Uh, Kevin Hart claps back at Cat Williams live during NBA game. Fans call him corny, which he is. Um, and who's responsible for that? I want to see this briefly before I'm able to get started. I want to know who's responsible for that video. Tough. No, no. Um, Around the Association. The channel is called Around the Association. That's the video with Cat Williams, Kevin Hart. LFR Family is the video that we're about to go over right now. Farrakhan supporting Trump. And then the Ninoverse with Flacco's, uh, you know, claiming to be the next academics and shit like that. That is by the Ninoverse. So now that all that's out of the way, we got close to 30 minutes of content to go through. Let's dive in. Let's get it. Calls it fake news. We have been the victims of some fake news. Yes. He's beating up the FBI. See, when Louis Farrakhan said what he said, they were hooping and cheering him on. If I said the same thing that Louis Farrakhan said, they'd be trying to make excuses for why I'm right. It lines up. Let's check it out. So I want y'all to listen to the clip of Louis Farrakhan wrote a clip the nature of this administration is good for us because of trump's way he is an anomaly there's never been no president Facts. quite like mr trump there's something yo what's up yo farrakhan what's good yo farrakhan shot out bro this is bad damn this is bad for white people damn I got to make sure I grab this clip later on and, and share it on Facebook to piss people off. Now, you people know I'm not a Farrakhan supporter. I'm not of that faith. I'm not of that belief. 
other people may have heard me say before how I would consider Farrakhan to some extent to be a sellout. Um, anybody like this whole like this whole uh, Malcolm X shit, you know, which I, I consider myself a supporter and a follower to this day of Malcolm X. Um, we all know some of us know if you know, you know how Malcolm X got taken out and who was possibly responsible and who had something to gain from his demise. We know this. But with all that set aside, to hear Farrakhan (laughs) talk like this about Donald Trump, and it's like night and day. If you go to the pro-blacks, they would call other black people coons and sellouts for saying what Louis Farrakhan is saying. Right. But we as a people would expect somebody like Louis Farrakhan to be this anti-Trump type of guy. But see, that would go against his sort of narrative because his narrative is he's not agreeing with everybody. Just he's not going along to get along. You know, he has a reason. He has a meaning. He has uh, a method to such madness. This is Louis Farrakhan supporting Donald Trump, the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. What in the fuck is going on? FBI. FBI, open up! <laughs> that he's doing. Trump is destroying every enemy that was an enemy of our rise. Who's the enemy of our rise? Is it the Department of Justice? Talk about it. Get none? Talk Is about it. Congress, where you make a law that favors us and then you turn around and destroy it? Ooh. Is it the media that has destroyed every black leader that stood up for us? Mm. Martin Luther King mm. suffered it. Malcolm suffered it. He's attacking the media. Calls it fake news. We have been <laughs> victims of yes. some fake news. Yes. <laughs> He's beating up the FBI. Go ahead, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> They've been beating the hell out of us. So let me say this. The clip kind of cut short. The shit, the shit that this nigga said was probably the most base shit I've ever heard Louis Farrakhan say in my fucking life. All of that. Oh, that's AI. They, that's not AI generated people. There's an actual clip of him speaking. You can you can hear the word. You can see the words come out of his mouth when he talks. All right. Are you following me? No special effects, no fake news over here, right? <laughs> Louis Farrakhan. And see, this is the reason why, now you th- if you think about what he just said, tie that into the four indictments, tie that into the mugshots, tie that into these white people willing to drag another white person through the mud the way that they're doing Trump. Think about that for a second. You go, well, damn. No other president in history has dealt with this much fuckery and is still out and about talking that talk. Trump seems like Trump will pull up on you. Y'all keep fucking around with Trump. He's going to pull up on y'all, man. Sick and tired of this shit. And he ain't pulling up to have any words. Trump's all about action. This this the reason why. Niggas like me support Trump. 
I don't give a fuck what color the motherfucking president is. Is he good for the country? The brother's a businessman, so there's there's a check on that. All right? Why the fuck would we not want a businessman running the country? When the number one problem that we have right now is migration and the economy. Why the fuck would we not have a businessman back in office as president? Doing what he does best. Cussing niggas out, talking shit, and getting shit done. Are you following me? Are you following me? A little bit, but let, let me let me put this in perspective. Why did I put, pick the clip of Louis Farrakhan talking about Trump? Because I think that he says some things that was accurate, right? Donald Trump is bucking against the system. Donald Trump is doing things that benefit the black community. Now, I don't agree with everything he said in that clip because he act like the, the country's against black people and all this other stuff while he live in a crazy mansion somewhere, getting rich and sending all his kids and friends' kids to private school, potentially. See, this is why... You listen to the message and not pay attention to the messenger. See, what he's illustrating is something that I always talk about. Don't pay attention to what I'm doing. Pay attention to what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because I can tell you I'm a regular square and I can live in a $12 million mansion. I wish. God knows I wish. But I wouldn't sell my soul for it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But, man... Give me like, give me like a, a a gated community away from people. Like I want to be away from people. I want to be like, I want to be in my own property, that's gated. It's gonna be my own property, but there's still a gate, and I, and I'm still gonna hire somebody to guard my shit. Military, all military. We're not playing games. See, you had the military. You got the military. Some of these people are veterans. Some of these people are starving. Some of these people are homeless, right? Ain't nobody giving them jobs. And they're the ones with the experience, realistically, to safeguard it and protect the country. Nigga, I would I drop all them niggas off at a school and pay them niggas like, give them niggas like $5,000 a week to walk around and protect the school. Matter of fact, carry the pistol, carry, you know what I mean? Carry the street sweeper. Fuck it. Ain't going to be any more school shootings. I'll tell you that. If the country and, and this, it just goes to show you, like the propaganda that this country kind of kind of goes through in certain stages. Columbine was all about guns. The Virginia Tech shooter was all about guns. Um, the nightclub in Florida, that person was all about guns. Um, the massacre that took place during the Batman shooting, was that Colorado? Oh, yeah, Colorado. That's a good place. Bunch of scumbags up there. Are you following me? You know, I, I was growing up, I always thought Colorado was north. Like, north, north. Like, Colorado was around, like, Washington State or some shit. That's how out of the loop I am with this country. Because, really, we don't a lot of us just don't realize how big the country is because we're only in our little environment. You know what I mean? The environments that we're used to are even within the state, certain cities, certain counties of places that we're used to. Even if you were to go to another county, you would have probably thought you were in a different state. I remember one time I got lost in PA. 
I was with a friend and he was picking up he was picking up this bitch from like the bus stop. So I drive him up there to Lancaster PA. It doesn't sound far when I when I looked at it on my phone, I'm like, alright, this ain't far. I'm driving. And we end up in this fucking town where I lie to you not. It's like the Amish. It's like Amish is a it's a town. Maybe y'all know what the fuck it is. It's a town in PA around the Lancaster area that has cows, a bunch of farm animals. And when you're driving through this road, it's like a trailer park, trailer park, uh, cows, trailer park, trailer park, convenience store, trailer park, trailer park, gas station. It is a weird, it looked like, it's something that I would expect like, like Northwest type shit. Like if I was in like the Northwest, like outside of Cali, outside of like Seattle, Washington or outside of Washington in general. It was just very weird and bizarre. And it's like, it, it was almost like it was a place that was out of place. If that makes sense. Like, if you ever seen something or been somewhere where everything seems like out of place, like everything seems outdated. It's like these niggas had no concept of like electricity. Like, that's how crazy the shit was. I don't know. But he, he did say something that I think black people should start recognizing. Go back and look at what Donald Trump put did while he was in office. And this clip was while Donald Trump was in office. Go back and look at what Donald Trump did while he was in office. Go back and look at the things that you believe will benefit your community. Lower taxes, border security. I mean, you go down and name it. You name it, he did it. Urban revitalization, the First Step Act, which some people disagree with me on the First Step Act. I looked through the entire act. I thought it was a really good uh, piece of legislation that, or policy that I think was was great. Me and Candace Owens lobbied for the First Step Act on, act on Capitol Hill. I, I read it all. And most Congress people, your Congress people didn't even read it. Some people were like, they're going to let rapists out. No, it wasn't because that's not in the clause. It has to be a nonviolent crime. But anyway... You know what's funny about that situation? <clears throat> that was when it didn't matter what ha- what Trump did. People were just going to dislike him regardless. Or just outright hate him regardless. The prison reform shit. There's people that I know that have good jobs only because of a Donald Trump. The jobs that people were getting people who've been convicted of felon felonies like felons would get the worst jobs when they got out of jail which was kind of the reason why a lot of these people got back into a life of crime and end up getting back into the to the fucking justice system dealing with the justice system being a state property you know what i mean then niggas getting locked up getting federal they getting they, their state property and government property. So welcome to the jungle, right? When you have niggas that's that kind of was able to do something in the terms that hey, when these guys get out, and when he did that that whole situation, I remember all those people um, on ABC. Was it ABC? No, it was CNN. 
it was split. One side of the argument was supporting Trump and said, hey, this is something great that Trump's done, you know, while president. And these were Democrats saying this. Then you had CNN, CNN. They're like, oh, man, this is terrible. He's letting rapists and all these people out. Keep in mind, you are now the party that is known for possibly letting rapists, gang members and drug smugglers into our country. Congratulations. You win nothing. We can go down the list. But Donald Trump has done a lot of incredible things. Why don't people get it? See, when Louis Farrakhan said what he said, they were hooping and cheering him on. If I said the same thing that Louis Farrakhan said, they'd be talking crazy about me talking about I'm trying to make excuses for why I'm right. Well, that's Brandon. I forgot Tatum. I think he's the black cop. The thing about black people (coughs) in a lot of ways, the thing about black people as a black person is. It's not even about what a person says. It's about who's saying it. Right. Like some points I've made valid points throughout the years of podcasting. I've heard celebrities come out a year later, three months later, uh, four years later and say the same thing. Now, they're celebrities. So, of course, they're going to get more circulation. But the point is, there's nothing new under the sun. Something that a celebrity says a civilian said three to 30 years ago. Nobody listened to that civilian. Are you following me? Something to think about. And with Farrakhan, whether people like Farrakhan or not, he's considered a black leader. So as a black leader, and and which, by the way, um... I'm not really with the whole separation shit playing victim either. So that's why I would disagree with Farrakhan. I'm on the same page as as Brandon, except as a person who's dealt with crooked law enforcement. And and it's not about me just singling out cops, let alone black cops. It's about me just pointing out the issues with um, police officers and why police officers have a bad time sort of connecting to a certain community. Um, These people would have to realize and evaluate a lot of the people that they have in their forces because a lot of these people don't have the same intentions as the next person. You know, the one cop can grow up in that area. The one cop could be known by a lot of people, um, you know, in that environment and have a great deal of respect for them. And then there can be another guy, a younger guy who wants to be a hotshot, you know, who just wants to lock people up or at the very least find a reason to question somebody and harass them. And this is where you create the environment you create now. Police officers don't have any sort of. How can I say this? Like police officers really don't have a place when it comes to word, words, conversation, or anything of that sort when it comes to black people. And the reason why is um, the environment is closed in, right, in a sense to where you know where you're in a crime-infested area. You know where you're in gang-infested areas. 
You know, where you're in areas where there's nothing but junkies walking around like fucking Kensington Ave, Philadelphia. Are you following me? You you know, when you at the fucking night of the living dead, when you got junkies moving around like fucking Nazi zombies, you know what I mean? Running for the next hit. Are you following me? See, that's when, when you see shit like that, and I think that's why police to me is kind of like, in one hand, it's useful, but in the situations that it involves, they're useful, but they're not necessarily responsive like that. Or if they are responsive, they're in a low-level crime-ridden community, which goes to show you that depending on where certain crimes take place is where these fucking people respond, right? Something happens, you know, in their backyard, in other words, their first response, they're coming up right away. If it happens in other communities, well, it'll take about five, ten minutes. He'd be all right. And I, I just <laughs> like to right. hear people he who are in the community actually get up and tell the truth. But I, I have to say this again. I, I don't really like Louis Farrakhan. I think he's a race baiter. I think he's a racist. And, and it's and it's sad that these people spend their whole life career making the world out to be an anti-black scenario. I, I just want to <laughs> say this for the record. You don't think Louis Farrakhan telling people that Trump is doing what he's supposed to be doing and doing good for us, good enough, especially if you feel some way about Louis Farrakhan, you wouldn't expect Louis Farrakhan to say much now, would you? See, this is the problem that I have with these fence-sitting Negroes. The nigga told you he, he fucked with Trump. He said it. He fucked with Trump. Look at his enemies and look at our enemies. What differs us? Oh, he's a white man. Okay. The other white men are trying to drag this nigga through the mud. What now? Is it still about race? We sit back, and this is the funny thing about our culture. And I mean American culture, not just black, white, but every culture within America that's sort of like grassroots. The Caucasians coming from Europe, the so-called Africans coming from Africa, Although some of the uh, some of the blacks have Indian ancestry, but we're not going to go there. Their culture is like grassroots, right? So it's like we know. In other words, when people are faking the funk, we know when people are telling the truth. And that'll probably be one of the rarest moments you'll hear. One of the most based moments from Farrakhan that you'll ever hear in life of him telling you the truth behind Donald Trump and kind of giving y'all a cheat code because this was back when Trump was still in office, giving y'all the cheat code of why black people today support him more. Look at his enemies. Who's trying to shut him down? The feds. All right. Government. Government trying to shut former president down. What the? The government and these state officials is trying to take the former president off the ballot. And y'all telling me this nigga's not a threat to them? Y'all telling me this nigga Trump doesn't represent a true problem to the corrupted and crooked people in office and in government around this country? You out of your fucking mind. That's why, like I said, I root for the bad guys. I root for the underdogs. You know what I mean? When it comes to comic books, I am a, I am a huge fan of the anti-hero sort of sub character. I don't like the heroes too much because the heroes is too clean cut. 
I don't like the villains too much because the villains are kind of corny. But the anti-heroes are just right where it's at, right? If you take away the goofiness of, like, Deadpool, Deadpool would be an example, right? Wolverine would be another example. Um, to an extent, Punisher is is, is an example. Um, Luke Cage is an example. Various other people who have sort of natural, I would say human, human-like experiences, but with superhuman ability. So they can still feel pain. They can still fail at something. They can still have flaws. But the people who are invested into the character are going to like him more because of it. Are you following me? You know what I mean? I'm in the anti-hero division, right? Donald Trump is like the American gladiator, my nigga. Are you following me? Donald Trump is the American gladiator. And Joe Biden is the American peasant. Peasant as president. A peasant as a president. A peon. A jabroni in office. Who, you know, at this point, all these other people, they sit around going, oh, well, you know, if Biden needed to get some some chance, you know, we 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 just didn't want Trump back in office. Remember, that there, there was a fat bitch. There's there's a fat bitch. She was a fat black bitch like Norbit fat bitch. Right. She was on. Um, she was on one of these talk show women talk show. You broads, cackling broads. Not all, not all, not all, not all, but most. You know, these cackling broads, they go on TV. Oh, yeah, you know, it's a hard life out here. You know, making it ends me. It's hard out here, you know, especially in Trump era. That's how that bitch said it. Especially in Trump era. It's hard out here. You know, it's hard to stay in shape. It's hard to find a man. Shut up, bitch. The fuck out of here. Are you following me? Fat bitch. It was this fat bitch. She was shaped like Jesus Christ. She was shaped like a, a, a butterball turkey. Are you are you following me? The giant butterball. Y'all niggas know what I'm talking about. The Thanksgiving shit. When niggas used to uh like advertise Thanksgiving turkeys, it used to always be butterball. You know what I mean? Are you following me? Bitch is shaped like a fucking turkey. One giant ass fucking turkey talking about, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to stay in shape, especially in Trump eras. This bitch was blaming Trump for being fat. I lie to you not. This is what I knew black bitches was finished. Y'all, look, I don't, I don't want to hear shit from any goddamn body. Are you following me? It is what it is. These bitches are stuck on stupid. It's like okay, politics is all out of the question. I don't want to talk to women about politics. Cause I know you're a liberal and, and I'm going to say things just to piss you off. Cause that's the type of, that's the type of asshole I am. You know, I'm, I'm sick of it. Enough's enough. These other niggas is peasants. You know what I mean? You got Charlamagne guy. He trying to, he trying to show some type of life, but I don't think the political world's for him, man. He's an out of, he's an out of gas ass Negro. He's an old out of gas Negro. And if he's lucky, he might be the next Don Lemon. <laughs> 
<laughs> he be the next Don Lemon. <laughs> that nigga be the next Don Lemon. The next Don Lemon, man. Charlemagne, Don Lemon, God. What a fucking mess. All right. But this is the side effect of parading peon peasant Democrats and liberals. What do you expect to happen? They're going to rape you, rob you, and and, and, and and throw you in the coals, man. Done. Finito. You know? And don't come back asking for a talk show either. You're going to have to do more rituals. Are you following me? They're going to have to get... They're going to have to get down and lay down. Pause. That's gay. <laughs> that is wild gay. All right? My bad. <laughs> Wild gay, all right? Wild gay. Wild gay. All right, hold on, hold on. Why are you gay? Why are you gay? Why are you gay? Why are you gay? <laughs> Emotional damage. All right, let me stop tweaking. No more tweaking. White folks ain't <laughs> worried about you no more. Maybe a hundred years ago, white people were worried about black people. White people ain't worried about black people. The system ain't just co concocted just to hurt black people. Because, see, when it was only white people and black people that were the biggest minority majority, then, yeah, you could say maybe. Let me try to do something with this volume because, God, this, this fucking, the levels of this shit is just embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassingly low. All right, let me see something. The Congress was set up for this and set up for that. Now we got other minority examples of them doing well in America. Asians doing well. Africans doing well. Not African-Americans. There's African-Americans that do well, but I'm saying... Stop it. When you look at the numbers of Africans that come here to America, they generally do better than African-Americans. We got Mexicans come over. Look... This has always been a thing, and I think it has everything to do with traditional values and cultures of other countries. Shout out to DJ Academics. The niggas that's coming in from Jamaica, they got families that work hard. They got families that don't get involved in Americanized culture like that. So they really keep their heads on a swivel, and they're always known for working, right? So when they come into the country, unlike other people who are in the country, born in the country that ain't doing shit, they're the ones that's jumping out there, grabbing the jobs and taking the opportunities. That's a fact, right? Education-wise, it's almost the same thing. Foreign exchange student comes into the country, right? All right, bet. She thrives in everything. If she's Asian, that tells you why she's Asian. Them, them niggas go to school on weekends and shit. Like, niggas is tweaking. Fuck out of here. Nigga, the teacher can suck my dick. The fucking superintendent can suck my dick. Going to school on weekends? Yeah, eat a dick. Fuck that. I would have I would have been thugging. That's why they got niggas out there joining Yakuza and shit. Triads and shit. Shout out to China. China. They out here with the triads. Chopping niggas up. Chop suey on a nigga. Are you following me? This is the reason why they got all these weirdos. They're weird. They're dangerous, but they're weird, all right? 
Niggas got a whole fucking dragon tattoo. I'm like, yo, these niggas is thugging. I'm like, yo, what type of Tekken madness is this? These niggas all like Tekken, Tekken fighters, nigga. Like, oh, hell no. I'm not fucking with these niggas. <coughs> like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to throw hands with these weirdos. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shoot it out with these weirdos. I'm going to hit a nigga with a rocket launcher. I hit a nigga with a sonic boom. Fuck are you talking about? Are you following me? Hit a nigga with a UAV strike. Fuck you mean? Fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Hit a nigga with a drone strike from my backyard, nigga. Fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Can't deal with these niggas like, yo, yo, Asian niggas, like, have y'all ever seen like Asian thugs? And I'm not talking about like westernized Asian thugs because you got a lot of gang members that are Asians. Like they got bloods and crips and like in Las Las Long I mean not Las Vegas Long Beach California, you got just a whole bunch of fucking um, Asian crips. It's like what the fuck is this shit? What the niggas out here? Like for real, man. You got chopstick crips out here, man. Shit is crazy. Chopstick crips out here. Niggas is sick. Got to be fucking kidding me. You never seen a black yakuza. You never seen a black fucking triad. See, this is why black gangs, and just to make a point, we're not as exclusive exclusive as we think we are. We'll let anybody join the shit. Oh, you're Asian. Oh, he's from the hood. He Puerto Rican. He from the hood. He white. He from the hood. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. You don't get only thing that I've seen. I've seen a couple exceptions of the rule. I've seen a black 18th Street gang member. I've seen a black 18th Street gang member before. And I've seen one black dude who was a Latin king. Real shit. I'm not making none of this shit up. I've seen a nigga who's a Latin king. And I've seen I've seen white people pretty much in everything. I hate to say it like that. Like I've seen white people pretty much involved in everything. Gang culture is is nothing new for white people as much as white people, as much as black people like to say, oh, we started the gang banging culture. Yeah, for y'all, for us, for black people. Yeah, sure. White people. Come on, stop it. Nigga, they was beating each other up. You you seen. um, uh, What was that? What's the New York movie with fucking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Gangs of New York. Come on, man. Stop it. These old Irish and Italian motherfuckers was beating the shit out of each other for decades, for generations, man. To this day, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to tell y'all something that's almost top secret. To this day, these niggas will still fight over one major thing. Baseball teams. Okay. Boston, Boston Red Sox. New York Yankees, nigga. You just think, oh, that's two different. That's just two different, you know, baseball teams. You're incorrect, nigga. The New York niggas represent the Guineas, the Yankees, right? The Boston Red Sox is like fucking Irish as shit. It's like majority Irish. Even the Italians there go are are, are fucking uh, Red Sox fans. That's embarrassing in itself. But anyway... 
that's a true like that's a that's like cowboys. That's literally cowboys and eagles right there. There's there's like that that's that's how deep that feud is. And that's not just like it's a baseball. Yeah, they they argue over baseball teams too, but like honestly, that's like a cultural thing. Like white boys been beating the shit out of each other for years, man. In, in massive groups. Black people, we've been doing the same shit before all of it, but it was considered tribes. Are you following me? So I didn't have a gang then, but I was in an area, or if people want to go back to Africa, you can go back and do your history with that. The Zulu warriors and their tribe of conquerors goes against another tribe in their area that looks like them as conquerors. There's been warfare in between. I think in white, I think in the whole sense of white culture, the biggest example that we can give with white culture would have to be Hitler and have to be uh, the Germans and the Jews, right? There's no other white guy that just blatantly went out there and said, yo, we're the master white people, so we're going to kill everybody. That's what, like, bro, that's wicked. Like, y'all niggas, and, and y'all people back in the day, y'all were over whooping. All right? World War II, do your homework. These niggas was over whooping, man. Y'all let this small, fragile piece of shit, Adolf Hitler, talk all types of shit and do all types of foul nonsense. And the Germans, they like, hey man, we fuck with Hitler. They said, they said that's our guy. And who? And, and then the the Italians had what Mussolini, and then Hungarian, and then all these other places kind of fell in line, man. That's some coward shit. Niggas ain't niggas don't really forgive those niggas for that, man. Realistically, you know what I'm saying? Niggas never really forgiven Germany like that. Are you following me? Like Germany kind of. Germany's kind of slipping with, with that. Definitely over whooping, man. Because we don't know about what them niggas is doing now. They probably got a shrine with Hitler in the basement or something. I'm just saying, nigga. I don't know. Everybody's quick to defend the Jews and shit. No disrespect to the Jews because, you know, there's good and bad in everybody. I always talk about the wicked Khazards, though, in which in this case, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Are you following me? We're not talking about the righteous Jews. Are you following me? Um... You got these wicked ass Khazards, you know what I'm saying? And it's like they want to change. They want to change the rules so bad that, like I said, it's just like liberals. It's like they all have the same operation. Like they go by this level of whatever's logical. They'll try to make that wrong. Like whatever makes sense. Like, for example, simple example. Male, female, right? Simple. Very simple. Male, female. Two options. Male, female. The liberals take something logical, make the shit complicated, and then these fucking Khazards, they're there like, you know, hand over fist you know, extracted and, and getting all the revenue and shit. You know what I mean? Like robbing these niggas, man. That's why I laugh. I laugh at these Hollywood celebrities. I don't give a fuck about them. 
I don't know what God they worship or what God they pray to that makes them worth my fucking attention and worth my time listening to, respectfully. If you're not acting, if you're not shucking and fucking jiving like you're supposed to do to get your paycheck, I don't give a fuck about you. If you're an entertainer, people will probably listen to you and watch you once you're entertaining. Until then, you're just going to be another, you know, a flunky. You know, that's why that's why I support Cat Williams going out there, calling out these boule ass niggas. Ruin their year. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Start their year off with a bang. Fuck these niggas, man. Started off with a bag, man. Because honestly, and this is another way I look at it. Who else? And this goes back into like similar to what I've said about um, Cassie, right? Well, Cassie knew a lot more, but she didn't want to say much more because she wanted that bankroll. All right, cool. But who are the other people who may, you know, just for the sake of doing it, want to speak out and go, hey, you know, I've been quiet about this for X, Y and Z. And this is what's been going on and doesn't want any money, doesn't want anything from it besides these people to get exposed. That's Cat Williams. Cat Williams said a little bit about Diddy, but enough for people to know what he was saying. And he was talking about how he had to deny several invites to Diddy parties. Are you following me? He's he's clarified that. He's he said it himself. You gotta remember the importance of Cat Williams is not necessarily Cat Williams himself. It's more of his message and what he's seen in the entertainment business. You know, we're not trying to idolize and put Cat Williams in this God tier level. But we are gonna play, uh, gonna pay close attention. Uh, excuse me, we're gonna pay close attention to what he's saying, and try to decipher it and break it down as much as possible. Now, for cornballs um, like Cat Williams, in which we'll get into um, at the end of the episode. This is about to be the end of segment one. Kevin Hart is sort of like this con artist type of comedian where in certain instances, like when he first started and a few of his standups were just great standups. I'm not even going to lie to you. It were funny. The shit he was talking about made sense. It wasn't necessarily this stereotypical song and dance, tap dance, cut a rug, fried chicken, watermelon act. It wasn't a minstrel show. He pretty much had things set for him. When the people sort of take that initial deal, they immediately cut down on the person's talent. You'll see this with favorite artists. You have an artist that you like and their first album is like untouchable. And then everything that comes out after just is on a decline. It gets sort of worse and worse, more watered down, you know, more pop songs, more clubby bullshit just to try to get some spins, like real shitty music, but it works for them. What happens is that's a formula that isn't his. The people that are paying him, you don't think those people have any sort of dictatorship or any sort of direction of where they want that artist to go? Come on, man, let's be honest. 
we're about to get in po- uh we're about to get into a poetic flaco um about him allegedly selling out he he said he was willing to sell his soul and all this other shit like yo weird shit but stay tuned be right back don't go anywhere to be continued all right jersey judah back with the chicanery back with the nonsense back with the fuckery it's 12 34 p.m although by the time i will share this it will most likely be three o'clock Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you are listening. We're continuing this episode with Poetic Flacco. Shout out to the Ninoverse. Um, and uh, I think he's a Cali nigga, these Cali Negroes. Um, they spend days, hours, years frying Adam 22, all right? No jumper, 22. Adam the 22-ster from no jumper and uh, I gotta admit it's good work um no jumper is, is kind of like a weird it's a lingo or it's a limbo that it's kind of on right now right I seen this one video with sharp and he had uh I forgot the rapper's name it was it's like one of those older rappers right and I'm like oh okay the comment section is brutal. Like, yo, these motherfuckers are relentless. Brutal, man. They like, hey, this shit is trash. I can't believe I'm still watching No Jumper. It's 2024 and I'm still watching No Jumper. Like, yo, I'm like, God damn. They was they was roasting uh your homeboy Sharp pretty bad, man. The piss poor pimp. They was they was roasting them pretty bad, man. Wasn't good, wasn't good at all. Um, in this case, you got poetic, uh, poetic Flacco talking about he sold his soul. He wants to sell his soul. Shout out to AD. Shout out to Figmunity World. Shout out to T Rail. All these other uh, associated um, uh, heavy hidden Negroes and um, their content because their content is better than No Jumper. Um, and yeah. Let's get into it. This Flacco is crazy. He just texted me right now. Flacco, I'm about to call you what Cud just said right now. You won't sell out for 20 million? Man, I'm selling my soul and for that ludicrous deal. Oh, what? Wow. Yo, yo. See, this is the foul shit that I've been telling y'all. These, these niggas is really out here being weird, dude. These niggas is weird. Sniggers is weird. But nigga is a homosexual. But nigga is a homo. But nigga is a homo. But nigga is a homo. But nigga is a homosexual. Oh my god, man. Have you ever been swallowed up? Have you gone through a time of swallowing? Have you ever been swallowed? Have you ever been swallowed? Have you ever been swallowed? But nigga is a homosexual. <laughs> Yo, AD, my brother. Flacco, please repeat what you just said to the people of the community, please. You telling me I get a ludicrous deal. Ludicrous 20 movies, deal. 10 M's, I become a superstar. And what I gotta do, sell my soul, and what else? Yo, but, oh. Hey, listen, bro, like, y'all too work for me, bro. Like, you give me that ludicrous deal. I'm selling soul and Buffy. I don't give up. 
Why are you gay? He says I'm gay. Why are you gay? You are gay. You say you are gay. I'm gonna show you off camera. Hey! You might be already doing some shit, Yo. Yo. Yo, this is foul, bro. I don't know what it is with niggas like Flacco. I think for him, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this chess move. This inaccurate. It's an inaccurate chess move that I think Flacco kind of tries to pull where it's strictly shock value. It's a person with little to no talent. In fact, some people, and like I would say, this is like the same thing as I said before. It's like this form of nepotism where it's like he's known for being sort of like the chat nigga back in the day and kind of arguing with niggas back and forth and the, not Adam 22 and the uh, academics live streams and shit, right? And he then, ironically enough, because keep in mind, during this time, academics was kind of like still doing his shit solo, but still like getting to the bread. Now he has uh, Troy Ave with the six figure deal. It has staff that works for him, right? But he never looked at Flacco. And Flacco was always the person who was sort of under the wing in a lot of ways of academics. Just weird. Uh, bye. 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 See, while it's not a secret that Flacco has an obscene obsession with wanting to see another man genre, I mean, I would judge him on any other occasion. But because it's Drake, we have to excuse it, bruh. Because no straight man is looking away from Drake's love muscle if they're showing a picture of him. Yo. Okay. I feel like the one yo, thing Yo, no, 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 nah, nah, nah. The homo... Yo, the homie's weird, bro. The homie's weird. That's as far as I'm concerned. Because, look... There's been too many situations where he has said some pretty foul shit, bro. Like, he said some pretty foul shit to where you would have to sit back and go, this nigga's weird, bro. Like, he's, like, rainbow weird. No disrespect to those people. But he's, like, behind the scenes weird. Like, he'll he'll be willing to bust a wide open, you know, for a deal, for a check. This niggas is weird, bro. This niggas is weird. All thinking is how big was it, right? Like, I feel like that's the one question that I believe that every man who's watching this video is thinking. Adam, how big was Stop it. Get some help. It does seem to be a secret to the general public, the racial undertones used in his content on a daily basis. Now, I've been chilling on making a video on him, mainly because I try not to nitpick black creators. I try to let people do their thing, but... The more I see him speak about his idolization of Dr. Umar Johnson. Donations. 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 And DJ Academics, the more I watch his day-to-day content, I see 
I see parallels. I see parallels. I'm not going to lie about it. I know a lot of y'all probably like, Nino, where you going with that? What you talking about, Dr. Umar? You know, we already know Flacco, GPS, all of that. But where you going with that? Listen, y'all. I understand we have a good time here. We laugh, we joke. I love that shit. Y'all already know. That's what makes me me, and that's what makes us us. All right? But at the end of the day, I would be doing y'all a disservice, you know what I'm saying, if I didn't point out the, the little small things that I see, the yeenish things that I see uploaded onto the internet, because I ain't gonna lie, this internet shit get tricky, and to understand the true characteristics and the motives of a guy like Poetic Flacco, you gotta look at his two idols, Dr. Umar Johnson and DJ Academics, that's what we gonna go ahead and get into today, but first, I gotta crucify this over here, who the f sold you these leather pocket pants nigga this nigga got a hey, blood got on shin pockets what the fuck you need pockets on your shins for this nigga got shin and ankle pockets and calf pockets that's awful lot of pockets god damn t-rell on the other hand on your platform that has a gigantic reach right damn near five million people millions monthly and goes that little nigga we don't know that little nigga ain't nothing happening for that little nigga give it up you ain't finna make it damn <laughs> on your platform it's a sad case man this dude right here been trying to get on no jumper for three years three motherfucking years dog he been sleeping in his car doing door dash grinding hard pause on that you know what i'm saying to try and get himself an interview on no jumper or become a host and he's finally made it not, not because his, his hard work finally paid off or anything like that. It's because Adam can use him to smut T-Rail's name, which is sad. It's sad as fuck. You know what I'm saying? He probably don't even know he a whole pawn in the game. This is terrible. Damn, you really just said me in front of all these people for what? I'm pushing peace, so I'm not dissing him when I say this. Huh? But that's kind of like his go-to is to say like this person or that thing and just get the, the high-pitched voice I used to call it. Where he was like, damn, and it's just kind of like. Yeah. Mama. And then yeah, once yeah, that yeah. start happening, what am I going to do? <laughs> this is a nigga from a respected neighborhood. What, what am I going to do? And then that's it. You can't walk LA. Like, I'm going to be real with you. I think that the Fig Community channel, like, if it wasn't for me, I don't know that they would still really be trying to make that a thing. I feel like they have to make that successful in their minds. Otherwise, why the f did they leave? Because they could have kept doing their own separate streams on No Jumper. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, like, they have to keep pushing to make that shit turn into something. The fact that you've made, helped him develop into the podcaster he is today, mm. that's why I'm like, nah, you got to give Adam his respect. All of you guys never podcasted a day before getting to No Jumper. Now, you might have had a different platform and it was nowhere near No Jumper. So literally, this nigga Adam22 has a, a podcasting boot camp and niggas come here, get really good. Uh, I'm sorry, I got to bring that back, bro. I had to take a piss. I'm black. I had to take a piss, bro. So <clears throat> we're gonna bring that back to like at least three, three minutes. Not too far back. This dude right here been trying to get on no jumper for three years. Three motherfucking years, dog. He been <laughs> sleeping in his car, doing DoorDash, grinding hard, pause on that. You know what I'm saying? Chill. To try and get him. Yo, chill. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. The interview with No Jump Ball become a host. Okay. And he's finally made it. Not not because his, his hard work finally paid off or anything like that. It's because Adam can use him to smut T-Rail's name. Which is sad. It's sad as fuck. You know what I'm saying? He probably don't even know he a whole pawn in the game. He really is. terrible. Damn, you really just yeah. said me in front of all these people for what 
I'm pushing peace, so I'm not dissing him when I say this, but that's kind of like his go-to, is to say like this person or that thing and just get the, the high-pitched voice, I used to call it, wave that, cam, and it's just kind of like, yeah. I don't Mom know. Of, and then yeah, once yeah, that yeah. start happening, what am I going to do? <laughs> this is a nigga from a respected neighborhood, what, what am I going to do? And then that's it. You can't walk LA. Like, I'm going to be real with you. I think that the Figmunity channel, like, if it wasn't for me... I don't know that they would still really be trying to make that a thing. I feel like they have to make that successful in their minds. Otherwise, why the f did they leave? Because they could have kept. First of all, he's about to make his own point. They could have kept the same platform technically with you. But knowing you, you probably expected more from them. So because you expect more from them. And they seeing all this weird shit that you doing, interviewing white supremacists and shit, and doing all types of weird activity, being weird, all right? They like, nah, man, he's over whooping. We got to get out of here. You know what I mean? He over whooping, and it's time we exit immediately. It's time we evacuate immediately. Abandon ship immediately. Team evac, over and out. Okay? They weren't dealing with it. Fuck the fact that they could have done it with you. They could have done it with you and made probably more money, sure. But they ain't with the bullshit. So you had to get you had to get the New Age Minstrel Show. And the New Age Minstrel Show is C Mac, Crip Mac, right? He willing he willing he he's willing to coon out just just by like a, a, a word. You can say four, he say five, five. And then he started doing the wiggle, all that, all that wild shit that them niggas be doing. You know what I mean? Respectfully. Um, Brick Baby, who's I don't even know, dude. Like, this nigga seems like he's in another planet nine times out of ten, bro. I'ma keep it a buck with you. You know, from what I heard, he's a respected soldier. So we'll keep it at that. But other than that, the nigga looks like, you know, he's in another dimension. I don't know if it's the pills. It might be the pills. Niggas zooming off the pills. All right. On their own separate streams on No Jumper. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, like, they have to keep pushing to make that shit turn into something. The fact that you've made, helped him develop into the podcaster he is today. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like, nah, you got to give Adam his respect. All of you guys never podcasted a day before getting to No Jumper. Now, you might have had a different platform and it was nowhere near No Jumper. So literally, this nigga. I don't know if that's entirely true. I, I, like I said, I don't know if that's entirely true. Like I could, I could hear, I could understand if that was towards somebody. Like even people say that uh, people try to to jail on Flacco and say, "Oh, we didn't know Flacco before No Jumper." That's bullshit. Niggas heard of Flacco before No Jumper. Niggas definitely heard of Flacco before No Jumper. That's that's an actual fact. Whether you like him or not, that's a different situation. I'm not really a fan of him, but niggas didn't know Flacco before No Jumper. Adam22 has a, a podcasting boot camp, and niggas come here. Once again, and hold up, Crip Mac, another person. And Adam22 kind of takes cheap shots at all of the people that work for him. 
I remember him saying one time that yeah, nobody really knew Crip Mac like that before No Jumper. Are you fucking serious? You saw all the videos that went viral? The nigga's videos was going viral, all right? Like, all his shit was going viral. Uh, all the all the fucking feeding the homeless videos that was filmed by him was going viral. And that was when he was under uh, 600. Are you following me? That's his manager, former manager, ex-manager, however you want to call it, all right? He been viral. Nothing changed any... Adam 22 only changed <coughs> to some extent the level of income and the amount of exposure. Adam 22 is still by default a West Coast hip hop guy. He hasn't really transcended. Well, he has transcended in a way. His platform has but he himself has it. So realistically, it's a Howard Stern-like situation where Artie Lang, uh, Gary, what was it, Gary Balafante, um, and all the other people that participated with the Howard Stern Show were the ones that secretly made the Howard Stern Show. The people who kind of like... Like, like, like I said, the people who can get away with that, like Howard Stern, or in this case, Adam 22, where you're the people that you find are the ones that represent you. So even if that person leaves, their videos are going to stay on your channel. Hell, you may re-release them just to be an asshole. And I've seen Adam 22 do that a lot. It really could uh, take all the resources and then start something new. Yeah, well, it's understandable. Yeah, that's mm, not. Nah, but that's why I feel how you feel, though, because it's like you're in position. You don't have to do nothing for nobody. You didn't have to give me this big ass opportunity. You damn near put all the Africans in Arizona. on. OK, see now. Now shut your bitch ass up before I get to talking about you. Shut your bitch ass up before I get to talking shit about you. It's a motherfucking Flacco video. All hey, right. I brought you hey, on here. Hey, so you can hey, show off your little hey, motherfucking hey, pocket pants. Hey, and so hey. you can bring up our first issue with Flacco. I ain't bringing you on here to get on here glazing, talking all that bullshit. All right. You already know. I don't even like when niggas get to doing that. Nigga talking about, oh, you don't put on all the Arizona Africans. <laughs> okay. You shut your bitch ass up, nigga. I smack fire out your motherfucker. You, nigga, ugly ass nigga. Look like destroying, nigga. I'm a real nigga. What? I'm a real nigga. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? what? This nigga Flacco up here. Uh, 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 and then copying all of a DJ Academic shit for hours. And then wondering why No Jumper's views are dwindling down. Who? Yeah. I think, and I pointed this out a while back, right? Like, I pointed out the reality that certain people you can tell are influenced by others. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I've had several influences throughout the years. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel the need to personally take something from somebody without acknowledging them. Or it's like, it's this weird situation where it's like... Imagine the East Coast, West Coast hip hop. Remember that? Where the, the you know, Biggie versus Pac situation. Like, imagine being a West Coast artist and your favorite rapper is Biggie while the situation's going down. 
Or imagine being an East Coast artist and your favorite artist is Tupac, but even though that doesn't make much sense because Tupac's te- technically from the East Coast, but you get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that situation. You And the, the motherfucker is not funny. He's just not an entertaining person. He's very out of weight. I said out of weight. He ain't out of weight. He's overweight. Out of shape overweight. Are you following me? What the? Nigga shaped like an Anchamama syrup bottle, for Christ's sakes. Are you following me? <laughs> to listen to someone who has contributed zero, who comes from North Dakota slash Philly, who doesn't know anything about LA arts, who doesn't know about anything about artists besides running from DJ Academics clickbait and taking it and regurgitating it. Who the fuck wants to watch that? 75% of what Flacco knows about black urban culture comes from DJ Academics, all right? All right? That's the statistic, all right? That's the That's the That's the statistic. <sighs> Yo, it doesn't get more sadder. It doesn't get more disturbing. It doesn't get more desperate than what you just heard, man. This, whoever that nigga's talking, fire this nigga or never bring him to the show again. I don't know if he's a guest. I don't. Cause I don't really follow like no jumper like that. Like I, I'll literally see um, the Adam and Wax show and I'll listen to that. Anything else from No Jumper going forward, I kind of just stay away from. Cause the niggas on there, like whoever it is, whoever he hired, they're like they're all cornballs. They're corny. I don't see like younger kids looking at them and going, "Oh yeah, you see the drip that Flacco had." Pause. Like niggas, niggas will never go to that route. And if y'all doing that, y'all really need to, like, find God, man. Find Jesus. Shit is embarrassing. So-called role models of today, man. Shit is embarrassing. Y'all know I didn't graduate. Don't ask me what quantitative, qualitative research I did to pick up that data. That's the fucking numbers, all right? So with that being said, this is basically an academic baby. He was raised up academics. Now, that's nothing to be, like frowned upon. A lot of us are academics babies as well. When it comes down to content creation early on, academics is a goat. My nigga, come on. You got to be honest about that shit. He was pumping that shit out. Pause on that. You know what I'm saying? But that's... <laughs> Yo, shout out to this brother, man. With a very, very necessary pause, man. Very pause-worthy things, but he was very much on point with the pause, man. Shout out to this brother, man. I pretty much agree with what he's saying about academics, but I'm not. It's hard for me to say that I'm a fan of academics, but because I'm not. But I'm also not a hater of academics because academics is from Jersey. You understand? So I have to acknowledge that. You know, Jersey is too small to be dissing another nigga from Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Jersey's too small for that. Okay. So we got to support what we have in our environment. Are you following me? So, but I'm saying in the content sense, yeah, academics kind of reached that level by himself, which is important to say. Now, I'm not saying that to an extent he didn't sell his soul in a sense of, and I don't mean this in the superficial way. I mean it in the sense that 
he gave away the essence of who he was to become DJ Academics. And I don't know if that is the case. But what I do know is here you got a nigga starting off on Twitch. But even at that time, on a bad day, he was bringing in like seven, five, five to seven thousand people during the streams. And then all together, the shit would end up going to hundreds and thousands of views. Then when he did the Warren Chirac, in my opinion, and I know this is something that academics himself would not want to hear. But in my opinion, this nigga shit really took off with the Warren Chirac. The DJ academics war in Chirac had got to be the funniest shit. Like, yo, the way this nigga was taught. Like, yo, how does a nigga like, look, and this is how you know academics is a real nigga. A few of the top niggas in Chicago stamp academics. They're like, yeah, we don't see him. They'll he'll they'll say things like, yeah, he exaggerates sometimes with certain things, but yo, this is entertainment, and you know he's low key putting us on. You know what I'm saying? It may not be in the most positive light, but then again, where they putting themselves out in the most positive light? They making music about trapping, drilling, robbing niggas, shooting niggas. Come on, man. Come on now. Publicity is publicity. For a Negro, for an entertainment Negro, publicity is publicity. If you trying to keep shit real, you keeping shit legit, man, fuck all that publicity shit. You're going to have to move in, uh, in shadows. You're going to have to move in silence. You're going to have to move in the shadows sometimes. Because what you say will not resonate with everybody. And what you say can trigger somebody. Blueprint. That's what Flacco is following. Consistency, hard work. You don't got to be the funniest out. You just got to put them clips together, talk about it, drop the video. Who gives a fuck on what the actual final product is? That's, that's the blueprint. That's the academic's blueprint right there. Every single news story that comes out, drop on there. Now, aside from the blueprint, a lot of people didn't know how to operate online. Do I put a persona? Do I act like myself? Do I give myself a mysterious backstory? Do I need a name? DJ Academics was the blueprint for all of that. So when DJ Academics makes his second channel, The Negotiator and The War on Chirac, you can see him become a little bit more goofier with his commentary. You know, he starts to play on those racial jokes, um, those <laughs> common scenes and traits that's seen in the hood. Yo, chill out, bro. See, this is the problem that I have with... <coughs> and, like, I, I see myself... It's sort of the middle of this dynamic of the so-called street nigga and then the nigga like academics, right? So you can say things like, oh, well, academics is making this shit all a joke and they're doing this and that. It's like, okay, is he really worse than the person out there who's doing the drills, who's getting their get back? Is he really in that category of people you should hate? Where, like I said, a lot of these niggas, yo, like, a lot of these Chicago niggas, like, the top Chicago niggas, whether it's, like, Lil J, um, I've heard uh, King Yellow give uh, academics his flowers. I've heard other niggas in Chicago who made a lot of money. Niggas like uh, Lil Reese, shout out to Lil Reese, who had a career in a lot of ways based off of a video that academics did because of outside of their mixtapes and videos that they were releasing and putting out before like the huge, like, you know, 
glory boy like uh entertainment like blow up right people wouldn't know <clears throat> who little reese is but oh yeah that's little reese so what they call him the chirac uh grim reaper oh this is the chirac grim reaper right or uh they call <laughs> he called fucking he called chief keith the chirac baphomet i'm like yo this thing is sick bro <laughs> I'm like, yo, somebody need to tell academics to chill out. But some of the top niggas are the ones that go like, eh, we don't, we didn't look at it like that. In other words, they didn't take it personal, but they did take it as an insult to an extent of how a black person who's not from that particular area makes the area comical. They only took offense to that extent. But in terms of credibility and the people that actually were, you know, supportive of it were the niggas that were making the music. They have more people coming to their channels. They have more people coming to their Instagrams, man. That's a fact. He just goes overzealous with it. He started giving niggas nicknames. The Chirac Wolverine, Chirac Grim Reaper, all this other goofy shit. (laughs) Yo, fuck y'all corny ass niggas, yo. Y'all some hating ass niggas, right? And y'all pick and choose. <coughs> y'all pick and choose what's acceptable and when it's acceptable or not. I think all that shit is funny to me. I'm not from Chicago, so, you know, no disrespect. I'm, I'm not from Chicago. I'm from Jersey. Niggas talk shit about Jersey. Niggas been talking shit about Jersey forever. Nigga, like, that. Niggas never chill with Jersey. Niggas always go filthy with Jersey. But once again, y'all the Negroes that are still talking about this shit. Keep in mind, academics, and see, this is what makes academics a goat in a lot of ways, right? Y'all still talking about the shit he done 10, 15 fucking years ago. Y'all bugging. Yo, the content, this is the content that this nigga was talking about 10 years ago. This is how much of a come up he was on. 10 years ago, 2013, 20, what was it? 2012, 2013, Warren Chirac days, right? He was constantly coming out with five minute, 10 minute clips that hundreds and thousands of people caught on to. All of the nicknames that these niggas are complaining about. Guess what Lil Reese called one of his mixtapes? Chirac Grim Reaper. Now, is that something that that shows you that these people really didn't like what academics was doing? No. These niggas, at the time, they secretly loved the press. So they was actually cool with it. But on the surface, they had to feel or they had to give that impression of, oh, nah, they got to chill out. He got to chill out. Talk about us like that, man. But he knows secretly in his mind. I hope this nigga does another video. I hope he continues to put Chicago on the map. If I can be fair and say and if we could all be fair for those who are hip hop fans, you would easily understand why I'm saying that. This motherfucking um, nigga, DJ Academics put Chicago on the map more than he put Jersey on the map with the war in Chirac because the war in New Jersey doesn't really sound too doesn't doesn't sound really flashy doesn't sound catchy or the war in Jersey 
Maybe I should do that. The war in New Jersey. <laughs> I just go over like a whole lot of cooning, a whole lot of coonery. I could do that. I don't know. I'm thinking about that. But he couldn't do that and get the same effect. But he sure as hell did it for Chicago and secretly put Chicago on the map. Outside of the, the music that was already transpiring, you had a person that was talking about the activity going on outside of the music, which brought more people into the fan base of the music. <laughs> so why are people mad at academics for And once again, he said this shit 10 years ago, my nigga. Y'all niggas is really stuck in like a fucking time capsule somewhere. Get out now. See, these things don't plan on living more than 10 or 15, maybe 20 years. 25, <laughs> you're pushing it. 30, you definitely a senior citizen, okay? At least in Chirac. <laughs> Yo! Yeah, this is the act that a lot of the fans, a lot of the true fans, y'all can acknowledge like, yo, this nigga was out of pocket, but goddamn, wasn't this funny. This was the funniest shit. Like, at one time, man, this shit was the funniest thing ever. Like, this was on some, like, modern-day Eddie Murphy raw material funny. Like, this nigga held nothing. Like, he was talking about niggas cooning. <laughs> He's like, he was like... <laughs> this nigga said... You know, he was talking about... I forgot who he was talking about. But he was like, these niggas, he said, he said, these niggas is in the league of cooning. I'm like, God damn. Niggas is having cooning contest. I can't believe this shit. Coon contestant number one. What the fuck is this? What the? Anna, the Chirac Lucifer. <laughs> that nigga said, I'm going to grab that. I don't care. I'm grabbing that. The Chirac Lucifer. What the fuck, Ack? What the fuck? <laughs> the Chirac Lucifer? Homie, chill. Yo. <laughs> the Chirac Lucifer. Yo, chill out, bro. Yo. Nah. We gonna have to, um... We're going to have to definitely grab that. This nigga said the Chirac Lucifer. Jesus Christ, what is going on? What is going on with the blacks? Right? Are you following me? What is indeed going on with the blacks? Are you following me? All right. We're going to load this up. Um, where are we at? Eight minutes and 18 seconds. So that's like eight. Eight, 13, eight, 12, maybe. Eight minutes, 12 seconds. This nigga said the Chirac Lucifer. I'm like, yeah, what? Are we talking about Obama or something? Like, what are we talking about? The fuck is going on here? Are you following me? Oh, let me let me see something. Eight. This nigga said the Chirac Lucifer. 
15, maybe 20 years, 25, you're pushing it, 30, you definitely a senior citizen, okay, at least in Chirac. Now, uh, Fredo Santana, the Chirac Lucifer, he called Fredo Santana the Chirac Lucifer, yo, chill the fuck out, bro, rest in peace, bro, rest in peace, Fredo Santana. Jesus Christ, bro. Chill the fuck out. You definitely a senior citizen, okay? At least in Chirac. Rock. Now, uh, Fredo Santana, the Chirac Lucifer, he had to check into the hospital. Not cause the cops. Chirac Lucifer, he had to check it. Hold up. I'm going I'm to I'm grab this. It's going to be perfect. I'm going to grab this one. It's got to it's gotta be perfect, though. Fredo Santana, the Chirac Lucifer, he had to check into the hospital. Not cause the cops called. Fredo Santana, the Chirac Lucifer. <laughs> now nah, I'm gonna take Fredo out, man. Rest in peace, Fredo, man. Rest in peace, Fredo. I gotta uh, do some more editing here. Work with me. Work with me. And uh, the Chirac Lucifer. He had to check it. Chirac Lucifer. He had to check into the hospital. Chirac Lucifer. He- <laughs> the Chirac Lucifer. <laughs> the Chirac Lucifer. The Chirac Lucifer. The Chirac Lucifer. The Chirac Lucifer. The the Chirac Lucifer. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. All right. You know that's not gonna happen. However, he was sipping too much lean. Okay, and by the way, he didn't oh, indicate God. this, but you know what it is. He's sipping lean like a motherfucker, gut been growing fast as a motherfucker, and the reason why he's drinking too much lean. He started laughing about in which manner niggas was getting caught at the bus stops and shit. Like it was just getting too much, but it was gaining him. <laughs> niggas over whooping, bro. Over whooping. Notoriety. It was Nate. It was gaining him publicity. You get what I'm saying? Over whooping. Flacco is a product of that. Now, where Flacco, where I take aim, is I think Flacco has racial issues underlining. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> in any given Flacco <laughs> video, you are going to get four to five racial jokes dropped on you about situations he's never encountered. Abuse and exploit a labor force long enough, eventually some niggas gonna wake up, right? They just can't be big, black, and dumb forever. Academics and Ebro fighting over who's peddling BS into the culture and who's responsible for taking away opportunities from the real artists. It's kind of like niggas fighting over the last piece of chitlin on the plate. Classic Negro stuff, because the system knows if you have... <laughs> folks fighting over the last piece of chitlin long enough, they'll be too distracted to stop and think, wait, why is there only one piece of chitlin on this plate? You know what I'm saying? Baby mama jokes, fighting over the last chitlin on the plate. Uh, Coon shit. Oh, Coon. right in front of the plantation. A whole bunch of like... Coon. Coon ass shit like... Oh. <laughs> Funny, I gotta bring that back. Yo, hold on. <laughs> Cooning. 
<laughs> Ooh, that's funny, bro. Yo, the chitterlings, though, that's sick. Y'all niggas is really foul. <laughs> Yo, you Negroes is out of pocket. Yo. Yo, hold up, hold up. In any given Flacco video, you are going to get four to five racial jokes dropped on you <laughs> about situations he's never encountered. Abuse and exploit a labor force long enough. Eventually, some niggas going to wake up, right? They just can't be big, black, and dumb forever. Academics and Ebro fighting over who's peddling BS into the culture and who's responsible for taking away opportunities from the real artists. It's kind of like niggas fighting over the last piece of chitlin on the plate. Classic Negro stuff, because the system knows if you have black folks fighting over the last piece of chitlin long enough, they'll be too distracted to stop and think, wait, why is there only one piece of chitlin on this plate? You know what I'm saying? Baby mama jokes, fighting over the last chitlin on the plate, uh, uh oh, running from the plantation, a whole bunch of like, coon ass shit, like Uncle Tom ass nigga, like what the fuck do you got going on, bro? Like, academics is one thing, nigga. And we all say racial jokes throughout our life, you know what I'm saying? Different little plays on the hood and how we grew up. Bro, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Niggas is too damn old to be whining and complaining about how a brother is speaking, man. Seriously. Like, respectfully. Negroes is too fucking old. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, niggas is too old for this shit. Niggas is over whooping. Are you following me? Niggas is definitely um, doing a heavy dosage of the over whooping. It's really getting out of pocket. Are you following me? Because on one end, you can point out what he's saying is kind of like off. But on another end, how many people are actually talking about the subjects that need to be talked about? Because remember, in terms of like negotiating with people and dealing with people and the people you come across, a lot of those people are going to go, hey, we want, um, you know, we want to change certain things about you. We want to we want to make sure that, you know, you can reach a larger audience, right? They, they start having these conversations with you. You know, next thing you know, you know, they pointing out, oh, well, this is considered homophobic. You, you don't want to get too racial, you know, with the climate of everything going on. Like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Okay? You get these other uh, uh, chitlin' circuit Negroes, okay? These stepping and fetching Negroes, stepping and fetching Negroes, you get these fucking um, chicken soup for the soul, Negro. Like, listen, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick and tired of this shit. And to an extent, all he being Flacco is just a failed example or a failed. He's a he's a failed product of academics, but a academics product, nevertheless. Academics has given him credit on multiple occasions for being a loyal supporter. And I think to some extent, um, him getting to no jumper was definitely from some type of conversation with academics. In my opinion, I think there was some sort of maybe Adam 22 contacted uh, 
academics behind the scenes is like, hey, what do you think of Flacco? You think he's good? You think he will be, you know, good for the team or whatever? And then, you know, for all we know, academics could have gave him his blessings. You know what I'm saying? Because if you think about it, that's the only way that this type of industry shit works, right? Because we're not looking for degrees. Like, nigga, who did you work with? You got a nigga that probably never went to college, never went to school a day in his fucking life, right? But he knows three or four high-level actors who are at a point to not only where they can get certain opportunities just by namesake, but they can reach a they can reach a level to where a person who is educated and who has all the fucking degrees would want to throw their papers away and jump off of a fucking bridge. Because it really isn't about it really isn't about who you are more so than who you know, and I think that's sort of like the after effect of somebody like academics, and then somebody close to that or somebody who tries to model himself from that um, Flacco, right? And it's this weird situation where it's like this this desperation for fame without really much talent is kind of like the story of Flacco and where, like I said, it's all about who you know and because he knows academics and some of his talking points and some of the things he talks about sounds a lot like academics there's sort of like this weird subculture. I wouldn't even call it an audience. It's a subculture of like people who are into that shit and a nigga stuttering 24 fucking seven, like all types of foolishness, nonsense, fuckery and real life cooning. Like he really is out here cooning, you know, definitely uh, shucking and fucking jiving. But it's weird when you're completely disenfranchised from that. You have no connection to that. And you go out your way to make jokes on it. You think this type of uh, shit is funny to you every single fucking video. I don't want to hear you making a reference to two niggas and a white man. And you talking about they fighting over the last chitlin on the plate. And that's not even the, the, the conflict that's going on. The fuck you know about chitlins, nigga? That's, that's just the, the, the fucking narrative they try to push on black people, right? We all eating chitlins and fucking cornbread, huh? Go eat your cornbread. Cornbread is, na- oh, cornbread, cornbread is like... <coughs> First of all, everybody eats cornbread. So it's not like a, a black... like. It's like when black people try to like... We try to verify everything. Like, oh man, you know fried chicken that come from black folk right like fried fish that came from black folk like all types of stupid shit like that right in reality i look at it like like this right with things like cornbread cornbread is just fucking delicious right i don't i don't care what time you can have cornbread in the morning you can have cornbread in the afternoon cornbread at night right you can have cornbread 24 7 the chitlin part that 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 doesn't sit well. That's that's real nigga shit. Okay, that's where black people gotta go. Yeah, I'm separating myself from that. I'm not. I'm not eating that. Oh, you ain't eating no pig feet, llama beans, all types of wild, weird shit. Like yo, get that shit out of here, man. Trifling, man. Stress. Whoa, nigga, I had him calling for the guard. Ball head Adam was caked up. Pause. No homo, bro. You feel me? Like, we don't rock like that. 
But you can't tell me the ball had an Adam ain't have some Asha. That man was cheeked up and thick as hell. Pause. Whoa, no. What the fuck is this gay nigga talking about? The video, right? And let's say porn. And in this porn video, dude has like a 13-inch monster. And I say, yo, that nigga's dick big. Is that gay or is that just me just... Bro, homie's gay. Like, I, I, and no disrespect to the gay community, but it's these sort of weird, like, type of individuals that kind of make y'all look weird, man. Like, like this nigga's weird, man. I saw this nigga. He had this heavy set. This nigga shaped like viscera. Okay, shaped like Mabel. Rest in peace. Shaped like viscera, nigga. Fuck out of here, nigga. This nigga look weird. All right, nigga shaped like earthquake, nigga. Nigga weird. All right. Not the not the comedian earthquake, the wrestler earthquake. Weird demolition. Weird, right? Motherfucker shaped like King Kong Bundy. Fuck out of here, man. Niggas is weird, right? Uh, what? Hey, man, if you're gay, I don't have nothing against you, bro. Like, if, if in 2024, we support you. I support you regardless. I'm just like, I get confused sometimes because I be like, you'll say some shit that be really off the wall. And like I said to him, I don't know if Cordego, it's really Cordego, true. Cordego, 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 Cordego. Really trolling, like you're just really trolling. Really trolling, nigga. Really trolling. I don't want to see any video to understand. Oh man, man, that's fucking. Hey, dickhead, come on, right? Don't preach to me about my body habit, bitch. This is my life. Hey, all right, that's the uh, Nino verse. Shout out to the Nino verse. Um. The nigga's weird. The nigga Flacco's weird. Any and, and no jumper. The funny thing about it is, and see, this is what I never got about the the entire platform of no jumper, right? There's usually always a situation where somebody is like put in a hot seat. Like, oh man, I heard you did some weird shit last night, homie. And then that becomes like a, a two-hour conversation. Where one person is essentially like crucified, like they they destroy a person's reputation. House phone got demolished. He got he got demolished, bro. His whole reputation was thrown out of the window from a transformer. He out here hooking up with transformers, doing the devil's work in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, dealing with demons. Are you following? Me? Got caught up in one of these demonic possessed uh, transformers. Went on to No Jumper because No Jumper loves them all. Are you following me? No Jumper is an atheist who don't believe in the most high. Are you following me? So you already know what that means. Niggas, niggas demonic as hell. Demonic is all get out. To him, shucking and jiving don't mean nothing. He get the blacks. Why would he have to do that? He has the blacks. You know? Are you following me? Ab 22 has... The blacks. Are you following me? So, because of that, you have to realize that no jumper could be a representation of the plantation. Are you following me? All right. The no jumper platform is a slave ship where the operations is taking place. The headmaster 
Adam 22, already bald head, looked like a skinhead. Looked like a Nazi lowrider. Looked like a fucking Peckerwood from fucking Arkansas. Looks like a goddamn moonshiner. All right. Looks like a fucking retired punk rocker. Right. This nigga looks like a retired. Um, this nigga looks like a motorcycle enthusiast. Fuck out of here. Are you following me? This nigga looks like a classical, stereotypical Harley Davidson motorcycle enthusiast. Are you following me? Right. These niggas are representations of shadow demons. You know what I'm saying? Taking over the hip hop culture. These are um, Adam 22 is the culture vulture. Are you following me? I just don't hate him. I think a lot of his shit outside of him is actually entertaining. But I, I would never say somebody like Vlad would ever be a culture vulture in any way, shape or form. Especially when you have people out here like Adam 22. Are you following? All of the people that have been placed. And I'll leave with this. Only the real will relate. Only the real will understand what I'm saying. When you have Adam placing certain people from certain similar areas. That may actually be on the opposing end of former hosts that were on that platform, you kind of have this weird, subliminal, back and forth, exchange of words type of scenario. You understand? Where in this situation, you got Adam 22 purposely getting guys that are known for being from one particular area, not a geographical area, but an area nevertheless, are you following me, to be a part of his platform in which the former host would look at these people, these particular people, as rivals and enemies. Y'all can't tell me that's not a snake move, man. That's a snake move. But Flacco's weird. Nothing more to talk about with that. Let's get into this corny ass video about uh Kevin's heart, Kevin Hart's so-called uh comeback, clapback for Cat Williams. got to talk briefly about Kevin Hart and his response to Cat Williams live on air during the Philadelphia New York Knicks game and you know Kevin does that segment with ESPN where he talks during NBA games and a lot of people saying it's corny a lot of people are saying you know Cat is the people's champ they're pointing out the interview with Shannon Sharp is already 18 million views and throughout the years Cat Williams has consistently had some remarks towards Kevin Hart and Kevin clapped back on the Breakfast Club last time, but this time he's on the NBA's platform speaking out. Let's check out what he had to say. 
Another fun fact about the um, New York Knicks, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Cat Williams bought the Knicks. He definitely bought it. He bought the Knicks, yeah. and uh, it's rumored that he took the Knicks back, returned them with a receipt. That's yeah, you can do that. You yeah. didn't know you can He's do the that. the first person to ever do. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. they gave him a 30-day policy. He, had a, well, he bought them for 15 days. And returned them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's Copy another that. fun fact about the yeah. New York Knicks. He made the team. He, made, he played. He played. Oh, he played. He played, he played with the Knicks. He played with them. We well, know he's fast. They say he's fast. Yeah. He's one of, one of the fastest. 3.9. What you saying? 3.9. He figured out how to play basketball from reading all the books. 3,000 of them. 3,000 yeah. a year. That's two a day. At six years old. That's two a day. Who knew? He was so voracious. At the age of seven, he got accepted to the, I think it was Delaware University. Yeah. <laughs> Never made public news. No. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest secret, the biggest secret in the world. Hey. Smartest kid to ever do it. They kept it a secret for, for 48 years. They kept it a secret and it just dropped on Speaking well, of which, he was hitchhiking on side of the street at 13. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't find it. Speaking of which, Kev, you've, you've had a busy week. Yeah, yeah. A tough one. Yeah, real, real busy week, fellas. <laughs> a real busy one. Okay. Oh, John Moran coming in to the Lakers. Okay, uh, another, I see you. Another known fact, Cat dropped him off. Yo, so, wow. Cat just dropped John Moran. He gave him a ride. Oh. In a spaceship. Okay. In a spaceship. Copy that. Spaceship. That he parallel parked. <laughs> so you see the sort of this, like, these corny-ass jokes where it's like, damn, bro, like, this shit isn't even remotely funny. Like, number one, I would have probably never seen this or heard about it if it wasn't for YouTube because I don't watch basketball. I haven't watched basketball since um, Penny Hardaway and Shaq were on the same team. I'll let you figure that one out. Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. Um, Carlo, Carlo, uh, Carlo Malone, Carl Malone and, 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 and fucking John Stockton. Okay. <laughs> Let me go in the time machine for y'all. I don't watch this basketball shit anymore. I remember the comedian. I don't know what comedian it is. So I'm not going to pretend that I came up with the joke. But one nigga said, hey, man, this shit is like prison ball. All these niggas is tatted up. I remember at one time. Woody had a, I forgot the dude's name. Last name was Terry. But the dude was like, they were gang members. These niggas was was on the basketball court throwing what appears to be Illuminati gang signs. You know, giving praises to their master in their mystic ways. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo. Basketball back in the day wasn't like that. It was different. So I would never watch NBA, the NBA, not because of, uh, not really because of the basketball per se, but what they consider to be entertainment. Like, yo, they'll really sit back and they'll look at, they'll look at a guy like Cat Williams and go, oh no, Kevin Hart and go, oh, I would love to hear Kevin Hart commentating basketball. But yeah, that sounds great. What's next? Uh, Madonna commentating UFC. What's next? Like, how, how worse, how low can we possibly go to begin with? Are you following me? 
and this ain't because of the whole like Cat Williams shit. Like to be honest, like I said, I I can never put myself in a position to where I'm just biased. And I'll say things like Kevin Hart's not funny. Cat Williams is funnier. Although that's generally how I feel about the situation. But I'm saying if this is supposed to be some sort of clapback, this is a poor example, man. Known fact, Cat Williams has an NBA basketball court in his living room. He's the first to ever really, he's the first to embrace a true hardwood floor. Yeah. <laughs> he bought it in his, in his home. Was he playing against that little boy that uh, another, put him on the ground? Another, another known By fact. the way, he's he's fighting for the MMA championship, <laughs> the 17-year-old boy. That put him in the, in the rear naked right? choke in a, in a headlock, right? But it's a known fact that Cat Williams do not breathe <laughs> oxygen, yeah. so it didn't bother. Yeah. Oh, you can't choke him out. Yeah, That's you can't. Everybody knows that. He's 92 and 6 in the one on one pickup game. Now, if you check people in comment sections on Twitter where this video is posted, um, they're going in on Kevin Hart and his team uh, talking about Cat Williams. Now, I do believe in everybody's right to speak out if they feel like something someone said represented them the wrong way or not. But Kevin. Um, I mean, Cat Williams has set the, the internet on fire over the last few days. Uh, Shannon Sharp was talking about in the interview, um, he don't know if he gonna have a club Shay Shay after this air. And, you know, he's talking about Cat, you done had too much to drink. Cat was like, you know, and basically how he said it was. And really like that interview, like that part of the interview just sounded weird to me because you you have a guy, right, who you know you want him on the show to talk about these certain subjects. Now, you may not know exactly what the fuck he's going to talk about. And that's kind of like the beauty of the entire interview itself. But when he tried to tell him that he was drunk or he was drinking and kind of tried to, like, put him in that sort of position, that was kind of weird to me. That was some agent shit. Are you following me? That was some double agent shit. Because realistically, you could reach a point where you just had it. You and like the the whole idea of the show, by the way, was them drinking some liquor. I think he got some cognac, another Negro with an alcoholic beverage. Like how much? How much more do we need of this? Are you following me? A nigga with another liquor brand advertising another liquor company. Oh, this time it's gin. You know. You know, this time, this time it's a it's a seltzer beverage. Or then again, I never seen a Negro do a seltzer beverage yet. We should be a little bit more innovative. The vodkas and the the brandies and the whiskeys and the brand like all that. We, we can chill with that. We overwhooping. We overwhooping. It's no different than these Negroes back in the day doing their song and dance and tap dancing, doing their malt liquor commercials. Are you following me? We got to put that shit aside. Niggas is overwhooping. You know, promote light beers. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know, promote different beverages, man. What the fuck? Um... 
Shout out to D Block. Or you follow me. You know what I mean? They they got the juicing popping, right? So, you know, it's about, you know, this alternative lifestyle, pause. Nothing weird about that. I mean, you know, substituting, you know, unhealthy foods for things that are better for you. Are you following me? You know, and by doing that, you know, at the very least, I mean, because like, look, like I said, you know, black people, we tend to own a lot of dumb shit and we tend to flex about owning dumb shit. But then you got a brother like uh, Wack 100, shout out to Wack 100, incredible diapers. I mean, number one, that's fucking genius. A nigga that comes with a, di- a diaper company is a fucking genius. You know it and I know it. Are you following me? Affordable diapers? Come on, man, stop it. That's a fucking, that's a gold mine. Are you following me? But everybody was probably thinking, oh, that's corny, man. That's stupid. Oh, really? And you out here drinking um, uh, Ciroc. All this, all this uh, demon-possessed alcoholic beverages by sexual perverted demons. Are you following me? All right. Very weird, man. But nah, that shit was corny as fuck, bro. I'm not even going to lie, bro. And I wasn't expecting the shit to be that funny. But the fact that, like, I can honestly say the shit wasn't funny at all, that says a lot. Because like I said, man, I can honestly tell you the shit was not funny, not one bit. I did not chuckle once, nothing. And the crazy thing about it is, rather than Cat Williams, who was not joking, if you notice, he did not make jokes of the situation. He kind of just told you what the situation was. Very different than what Cat Williams was doing. I mean, not Cat Williams. Very different than what Kevin Hart was doing. And sort of this night and day comparison, furthermore... To what Ludacris did. Ludacris did a fucking freestyle on Cat Williams, somebody who I can probably imagine hasn't done a song in at least five years. Because Cat Williams was rapping as well, but I'm pretty sure Cat Williams has not recorded a freestyle or a song in at least five years. Now I'm saying this with confidence. We have Ludacris. Because apparently, oh, that shit about Ludacris is weird. That shit about Ludacris, though. Can we talk about that briefly? That's weird. So apparently, allegedly, Cat Williams had a meeting alongside Ludacris. I don't know if it was for a role. I don't know if it was for an opportunity. Whatever it was, they were in the same they were in the same area at one time and these people wanted them wanted them to do some shady things and cat williams fully backed away and walked away from the situation and the movies came out later on too fast too furious all this other shit ludicrous blows up as this you know movie star another black man with another liquor company at one time i believe 
just a it's it was it's like the Hollywood shuffle in reverse. Except and hear me out, because I'm about to really make this point, this valid point, before I wrap this up. You have a situation where in one sense you got the people who come up doing what they want to do and they blow up. But in order for them to go forward, then they got to do the uh, the Hollywood shuffle. Then they got to do the tap dance. Then they got to play like the crazy roles, the stereotypical roles. And then that's how they submit them. Or with the black man, they just incorporate the dress. You know, I got to keep bringing this up so y'all can understand what I'm talking about. Are you following me? Matter of fact, I got a perfect picture for this episode. When I get ready to upload this shit. Man, I'm running low on everything, man. I'm about to be running low on gas. I'm running low on cigarettes. Um, Running low on weed. That's that's an important one. You know what I mean? That's a very important one. Running low on weed. Which I forgot. I got to I gotta hide this shit. I, I, I had this shit with me. I knew that's why I said it. As soon as I said running low on weed, I'm like, oh shit, this shit's on me. Let me stash this away. I'm lucky because what I ended up doing was not knowing. I still had like 2.5 grams of weed left from the week before. And this was like after the new year or before the new year or even before. Well, no, before the new year because I had gotten an ounce on Christmas Eve and then I had got another ounce I think last I forgot what day that was but I'm running low and it's the beginning of the fucking week bro like this shit is crazy like the weekends are like so foul bro like I want y'all to realize like how foul the weekends really be like when you actually have like legit two days to yourself and how retardedly fast it goes. It's like you can say, oh, I'm going to just sit back and play video games. And that turns into like the rest of the weekend. Like I lied to you now. That's how the weekend felt. But I enjoyed the weekend. I'm ready to get this week done and over with. So as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule chapel um got something planned for later on tonight are you following me all right we got something planned for later on tonight uh we're going through possible backlash of cat williams we have a 45 minute video to go over although we not we may not go over all of it but we will go through most of it from tough news tv but until next time i'm signing out peace